AJ might even come in with a do-rag by the time we've <laughs> integrated this album. If AJ comes in with a do-rag, we have gone clear. Yo! International Slow back in the building! Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're on episode 23 of the same 12 notes podcast. Uh, you might hear we are one man down, lost to the trap. Pour a little out for the homie. Yeah. Um, he didn't die, he's at work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Exactly. So, um, two man deep, two guns drew, word to YNW Melly. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he really shouldn't be saying those kind of shit. I, I really shouldn't. I'm, I'm safe by the American uh, justice system for now. Well, I mean, we can say those things because we have no committed crimes. True say. Or True say alleg- I'm innocent. allegedly committed. Nothing allegedly <laughs> happened over here. So, um, we have quite a bit to whiz through this week. Yeah. So, let's jump in. Was it new music we're starting with? Yeah, let's go with new music because there's been some very underwhelming music. Um, and I was going to say overwhelming, but there's, there's not really been anything that's overwhelmed me. Um, big shouts to KSR and King Kai, though. Big. Many music. And I think that, you know what, that's going to be contender for my favorite song of the year so far. Do you know what? I did not expect it, but when you press play, who on earth produced that song? Um, let's have a look. This is why we love Tidal. Big ups to Tidal while we do this. Uh, while we oh. do this as well, I didn't give my AKA today. Um, so flip back, reverse it like Missy Elliott. Is it worth it? Sea <laughs> <laughs> boy sign, AKA the bread toad bandit. If you could see my feet right now, you'd know. Oh, wow. Anyway, who produced this song? Uh, <clears throat> it says composer Tyler Daly. Wow. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know who Tyler Daly is, it's from he's one half of Children of Zeus. Um, they yeah work very closely with KSR a lot. Anyway, um, but yeah, like I think was it last year when we was doing like shout out out for albums. Yes. Um, Travel Light. I said that that was one of my favorite albums of the year. That is Children of Zeus one. So I'm not really surprised that it's got like that similar kind of vibe yeah. to it. It sounds phenomenal. If you're going to listen to this song, play it loud. Yeah, play definitely play it loud. So who else has... Actually, we've got a solid list of music. So where do you want to start with this week? Uh, well, I started with KSR's single because I feel, I feel like it runs quite nicely with the new BJ the Chicago Kid yes. album. I'm not going to lie. I've been bad lately at keeping up with like the upcoming releases. And I don't even know if people do upcoming releases anymore. Yeah. Or people are just like, fuck it, I'm just going to drop my album on a Tuesday. <laughs> so I did not expect this coming. But again, big ups to Tidal. It just popped up in my suggested new albums. Yep. And for a new album that I wasn't expecting to pull up 16 tracks and see some of those featured artists... I was excited. Yeah, definitely. Like, I I was the same. I didn't know that we was getting new BJ, the Chicago kid. Um, and I really like his music anyway. Yeah. And then as soon as um, I played it, first track, Feel the Vibe featuring Anderson Pack, 
I think I must have pulled that up maybe about four or five, maybe even six times. Yeah. And I knew straight away, oh, I'm really going to like this album. He started the album strong. Yeah. I, it's a double-edged sword for me when someone starts an album that's 16 tracks so strong because I go, are they giving us the advert where they show you all of the good stuff? But this, like, for a four minutes, again, this is stuff that we don't even see lately nowadays. Yeah. See a four-minute song as the first song on a hour-long album of 16 tracks. It's such a good song. And not to, like, ruin the rest of this conversation, but the way the features flow and are used, it's so good. There's only yeah. one feature I have a question mark on and we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I may know which one it is. You know, I'm, I'm not sure because there's, there's a few features and it was, it was close. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I think where you was on about, we have, we don't really see this that often with like the long song and it's like the, the main highlight on the, as the first song. Yeah. You gotta remember this is like an R and B album. That's true. R and B does do it different and arguably maybe better this year. Yeah. I I would say the quality that we've been getting for R and B this year has been better. I don't know whether it's just because we're getting a lot less compared to hip hop that we're kind of do you know what I mean? We're kind of like feeling Yeah. Like you you remember the ones that were really good rather That's than true. Rather than like at the moment with hip hop for this year, I'm remembering a lot of the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. Nah, I, I agree with that. It's but hip hop has sometimes been tough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> especially the last couple of years. Um, just to run through features on here. Go on. Obviously, first track Anderson Pack. Uh, then we had JID, Buddy, Kent Jams. Phenomenal. I. Regularly, when I'm listening to music, I imagine what a feature between artists would sound like. Yeah. And a lot of the time we don't get it, or when we do, it's underwhelming because everyone's put such high hopes on it. Um, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, please release that album that everyone has wished. Um, but J.I.D. and Buddy together, phenomenal. Mm. They both sound so unique and make such great lyrical music. It was so good to hear them. And then Kent Jams again just fit. Slightly off Perfectly. topic. Slightly off Go topic. Uh, I think I really liked the Janae Aiko Big Sean new single. Um, I was, it's the song was not for our concern, but I was concerned because <laughs> <laughs> they were open like a big old book in yeah, that song. It was. I was learning and hearing things that I feel like I should not about their partnership and relationship. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of things that I shouldn't. I shouldn't know. No. But now I know, and I'm not mad at it. So, I've been in my Janai Oko bag at the moment. That's though. no, that's fair. I it's, feel like between this BJ, the BJ the Chicago Kid album, and the new KSR, they've they've pushed me back into my Janai Oko bag. Oh uh, yeah, that's they're the, the gateway drugs. Yeah, I triggered on repeat this morning. <laughs> triggered. Um, I do have a potential controversy with Janai Oko. Mm. No breakup is this long, and we might be on the verge of hearing too much about it. Even though the aesthetic is bad bitch after a breakup. Do we even think that this breakup means as much as what? Well, if we're getting seven-minute-long songs, <laughs> and it's all we're getting, <laughs> I know. But like, like I, for me, it's more like bad breakups to me. Like 
you're not speaking to the person at all, let alone making a, a goddamn yeah, but song thing, with like, them that's, that's slapping differently. She's a line in crystals and shit. She probably doesn't wear shoes. Mm, that's true. I did watch, um, <laughs> I can't remember what program it is. It's on YouTube. Um, and basically like artists cook with their oh uh, mother. T-Pain yeah. did it yeah. while he was fasting. Um, and in the same episode, Janaeoko was doing it. Trying to have a vegan bag. Yeah, um, see, I can see that. So maybe break up with her might be spend even more time with him and then tell everyone it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like, we kind of get it. We had two phenomenal... Do you think she can pull a three-peat and give us another... I think we're going to get one called I'm Done or something like that, and it's going to... So end the... Yeah. <laughs> Fair it enough. feels like it's a Star Wars trilogy of, <laughs> <laughs> of breakups. Yeah. Uh, another R&B bag before um, we go back to BJ the Chicago Kid. Have you, did you listen to Eric Bellinger's Cuffing Season 3? No, I saw it come up on my title. Um, and do you know what? I think Eric Bellinger for me, it was very 2014, 15. <laughs> 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 I like... I? At that moment in time, if you had told me, yo, he's dropped a new album. It's 23 been, tracks long. I'll take that back to 2014. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being judgmental without without listening to it because I did actually like Eric Bellinger, but uh, do I want 23 tracks with him in 2019? Moving into 2020? Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. Unless he's I mean, switched up his style and done something different that's going to blow my mind, then... It's it's give or take for me. It's good. It's very middle of them all R and B at times. I felt that yeah. that's where he lived though. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's times where you're like, oh, he's he's stepping into the Louis for this, and then it just goes back to being like crying in the rain, open silk shirt R and B. Yeah, I feel like not in the like not in the good way. I feel like his style has always been he's heavily been influenced by like Usher. But mm. wanting to live in the Thai dollar, Thai dollar bag, and he just misses it. Yeah, no, I I get that. Um, go back to BJ the Chicago Kid quickly. Uh, the other features. So we had Ari Lennox, who's having a hilarious time on Twitter. If you follow her lately, you know I don't um, actually use Twitter that much. I need to start you know, using it. I love it because people like Ari Lennox make it hilarious. She's in her bag. Everyone's catching shots. Yeah, everyone. I'm gonna have to start jumping um, on it. There's a J. Cole feature and a song called Players Ball, which sounds so early 2000s. Mm. Uh, that is the feature I am just not okay with. Well, um, with the Rick Ross. With the Rick Ross it's feature. Just, Rick Ross is say, out here doing his basic bitch ad libs. No offense. Yeah, just meant. So, um, but he, he's echoing himself. Like, oh, we don't have logic oh, for this anymore. Oh, oh. <laughs> he, he's whispering hard S's into the mic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just not. I feel like, I don't know, like, Rick Ross is one of those artists where I know exactly what to expect from him. And if I don't get that, I'm slightly concerned. Yeah. I'm just like, is Rick Ross okay? Like, that's, that's a great way to Rick Ross is such an easy book to read <laughs> yeah it's like yeah he's like the, he's he's the program that he's he's bad boys he's, no he's boys in the hood yeah you've seen it so many times but you're never gonna get sick of it that's and you fair. just you just put it on for easy watching <laughs> that is Rick very Ross fair. is he, Rick Ross is he's listening he's not bad like yeah. the music that he makes isn't 
it's not bad, but once you've watched it, once you've heard it like three or four times, like you're not moved by it anymore. Big fact. Um, anything else on this album? Um, I was surprised at the Afrojack feature. Yeah, that's true. And I was surprised at the Offset feature as well. Um, again, I might, I might just be being biased because. Apart from JID, Buddy straddles singing and rap quite a lot. But apart Ooh. from that JID feature, I found it hard to enjoy the rap on this album because the R&B was, was so, so good. good. Yeah, And when I compare it back to the last BJ the Chicago Kid album that I obsessed over um, in my mind from Ooh. 2016, having... So we had Buddy on that album as well, but to have like the big crit feature, the Kendrick Lamar, to have some of those features on that album, it was like the rap matched the R and B aesthetic. I think the difference between this this album and that one is obviously apart from JRD and and Buddy, everyone else that was on the that was rapping on the last album, it's more mel. Oh, I hate this saying this word because I can never get it right. <laughs> Mel- melodic rap. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that makes and, sense. And that on here, sense. you've not really got that at all. Like, if you look at Rick Ross, Offset, like, they're they're not doing um, any melodic Anything rap. Anything melodic, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I back that. Just before we jump on to other albums, because there were quite a few albums, I read on Twitter this week, um, a thread of the worst rap bars of the decade. Oh, wow. And I had one to add, came off the top of the dome, and I know so many rappers have said this. Open quote, I take off like, open brackets, any other Migos member. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fed up of hearing different rappers try and style that out. That is yeah. just as bad as people trying to rhyme Joe Budden with buttons and doing all of that Joe Budden rap. Yeah. And I'm good. I'm now going to try and pinpoint every time I hear a Migos bar like that because I have never heard a good one. We might have to have a little counter. I'm going to have a counter because there's a lot of I take off like Offset. I take off like <laughs> Quavo. And it literally makes no sense. Mm. But I'm listening out for you guys. Anyone that follows me on Twitter will know. Free Bar Friday. So if these rappers need free bars, I've got free bars. Free Bar Friday. We're going to start that. <laughs> We're going to start that. Every single Friday, <laughs> I'm going to spit a free yeah. bar. Free Bar Friday. Actually, I might even start spitting no, them on Instagram let, videos. Let's, let's, make it, let's make it fit a little bit more into music. Let's have Four Bar Friday. Four Bar Friday? Four Bar Friday. Every single Friday, your lovely hosts over at Same 12 Notes are going to be spitting a four bar. Just just four bars for the head top. Free. Any rappers want to put them to a good home. Free to adopt. Writers' <laughs> uh, no, checks will be accepted. Other new music. Seems as we was talking about Rick Ross and being the book that we know how to read very, <laughs> very well. Um, the album Lamb Over Rice. Oh my gosh. From Action Bronson and The Alchemist. It's honestly, it's comforting. Ironically, as comforting as the food in the title of yeah. this album. Like, <laughs> what I would do for some lamb over rice right now. I feel like if anyone's going to sell you an album 
that's titled about food, it is going to be action. Oh yeah, if I feel like if anyone else was to try it now, I would have a question mark because action has made it his his entire thing. So how long is this again? Twenty minutes long, seven tracks. Uh, I feel like action gives no let up. Alchemist is top three producers of the decade. I find it difficult to find someone else who's had an impact on rap 101. So not like, fuck mainstream rap. This year has been, or this decade has been the one where we've learned that mainstream rap and rap are two different things. The same way we've got the different subgenres of rap. So big up Alchemist for more phenomenal work. Yeah, my only criticism about this album is it's too short. Way too short. Like, I listen, I'm, I feel like because every single song sounds the same, you feel like you just listen to one 20 minute song. Yeah, you listen to like a a burst of thought from action. Mm. I agree with that. And it, it hurts when everything else I've listened to this week has been hour plus. Yeah, like, I feel like, I think we had this discussion off mic earlier that this Lamb Over Ice album feels very like his first mixtape that he put out just shorter and what i really liked about that first mixtape was that it was still like a bit lengthy yeah and rather than i don't know how to explain it rather than it being like an album or like a mixtape or whatever it felt like a commentary on life oh that's big yeah so when i'm digesting it i don't need the tracks to sound different because yeah. of the, the, the style and the way the action raps, he's very descriptive. Like, there's a lot of it that you don't understand. Yeah. He uses, he's got a phenomenal vocabulary. Yeah. And I just feel like this, it left me, it, I mean, it's not a bad thing it left me wanting more, but I, I would have liked to have seen 12 tracks. He could have easily, he could have easily done yeah, 12. Yeah, I think like, we, the world would have easily accepted 12 tracks. 40 minutes yeah. of this. But again, for how packed it is with content, I cannot argue because there's other albums that we've heard that are significantly longer than this with next to nothing. They're yeah. a bag of freeze-dried noodles compared to this meal. And considering as well, track number three is only a minute and a half. Yeah. And I, I'll... Bet on it that lyrically, still more phenomenal than most of the trash we've had to listen to this week. Yeah, definitely better than X, Y, N, Y, N, W, P, Q, S, Melly. <laughs> <laughs> I really fucking hated that album. Let's. So, <laughs> I didn't, I don't even know how to explain what I'm thinking. So the album by Y, N, W, Melly is released on whatever of the day this November. He's currently about to be convicted for murder twice in the first degree, which yeah. serves life, potentially death. Yeah. And part of his <laughs> supposed defense is he suffers from bipolar disorder that is untreated, hence another internal personality may mm. have an untreated other personality may have led to what occurred in the car. 
and his other defenses, I didn't shoot them. Someone else did. Uh, yeah, neither neither are good defenses. Huge. I've watched enough true crime documentaries on the old streaming service of your choice to know <laughs> that the one on one does not equal two in this situation. Yeah. Um, what so was, what was he saying that he's old? He's got his two old. Uh, it's the name of the album. Melly. Melly and Melvin. Melvin, yeah. So the album titled Melly versus Melvin <laughs> is 14 tracks in which I'm going to say some more controversial shit here. 14 so tracks too long. It's 14 tracks, 46 minutes, and it's in parts a complete mess. In parts, shut up, you're incriminating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I was not the only one that thought this listened to it. At, at, at points, he's very descriptive in the I have two on me, I have two on me bitch don't step to me, I have two on me like this, we don't need any more descriptive information about how many bodies and cases you're currently fighting the prosecutors already know this Yeah. controversially there's elements where we hear a young young thug there's elements of this album where you go He's very crudely, insanely musical. He knows at times how to catch a pocket. He hits melodies insanely well at times. I feel like a lot of it's completely accidental because he probably grew up on Young Thug and that's just how he produces music. So he accidentally found some great pockets. So I found myself bopping along and going, oh, this is actually good. And then he ruined it for himself. But uh, this mean, album should not have been released. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I told, I said at the beginning where my bag's been at the moment. I've been, <laughs> I've been in my KSR, um, my BJ the Chicago kid, my Janae Aiko. Some may think I've gone for a breakup myself <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm missing my ex, but no, I've just been in my R&B bag a lot. So then to go into this and try and appreciate it, let me just read you the first, because I've only got, <laughs> I've only got, I only got as far as track number six. Oh, this is, I've got another wild card from this album for you that yeah. might require a pause from us. So I only got to track number six. Bearing in mind that I've been in my R&B bag I've been thinking of <laughs> sweet chicken pie cooking on a Sunday. Yep. With with girls in dressing gowns, candles being lit. Shout and, then, <laughs> and then I put this on. The first track's called Two Face. <laughs> the second track is called Suicidal. Dan. Track number three, Adam Sandler. Weird song. Track number four, Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Track number five, Billboard, and then track number six, I ain't lying, and I knew you was lying, so I just turned it off. <laughs> like that's um, it, it, it. I just didn't. I don't know whether it's just I was. I'm, I've not been in the right mind frame to to be able to digest this. But I just didn't like it. <laughs> I think it's too it, negative, and I'm in a. I, I'm in my positive bag at the moment. We're going into the new year. I want to start thinking of of, of like. Bettering myself, not songs called Bang Bang, Suicidal. <laughs> it's just not know, where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm currently on your rap genius trying to find a certain song from this album because there is a point in this album where 
he gives us a YNW Melly may have heard Jesus is King song. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely past track number six. <laughs> so I think he needs to digest that album multiple uh, times. I think that they need to take everything but Jesus is King from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to stop hanging around with the certain people he's speaking to. Yeah, he could um, have some chance albums in there. So, like, yeah, so track number... He even looks like a crackhead on the... Yeah. Track number 13 is a complete, complete 180 on the shit that you listen to. <laughs> so we're going to take a pause right now. And I want everyone, while we do this, to go find track number 18 on Melly versus Melvin. And then we'll come back with a hilarious, hilarious commentary on what the fuck just happened. Uh, clap, CC, AJ, you can just filter this out because I don't know how to pause. <laughs> So you're going to listen to this with us. Here's the AJ slander. Fuck your couch. <laughs> yeah. One, he better get sued by the entire Jackson estate for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Can you hear me, G? Can you hear me, Jesus? This is. Can you hear me, Father? <laughs> I need I need context of what track twelve and fourteen sound like. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to twelve and fourteen. Uh, no, actually, let it. Oh, the song is so long as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is this Tonk with the gift? Huh? Is this that Tonk with the gift? Rapping now? Yeah. It's <laughs> just <laughs> 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 ridiculous. <laughs> I think this might be my new favourite song from him. It's <laughs> 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 just... I feel like this is part of a Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> I would have hit Dave Chappelle do YW Melly and just do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> now play the next song. I hate when it does that. I see what you mean, though. This sounds like um, that young Fogwai Clef Jane, the first oh, intro. Yeah. 
<laughs> the first thing he said, whole lot of gang shit. Now, Jesus wasn't around for long enough as we can hear here. <laughs> what? He's using the same... He's using the same kind of like singing voice there yeah. as Jesus to Bloods. Yeah. <laughs> For me, ARs and them two, two, threes. You see, the grease. The body, but <laughs> me, shit of me, got two on me, got two on me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wait, wait. Just pause it. Wait. <laughs> I killed a nigger and it wasn't coincidental. Oh my God, listen, just. Listen to how he builds into that. It's not even like a throwaway bar. Got two on me. Two on me. Oh my God. This is taking self snitching to a whole moon level. I'm too but I actually like up on this you. song. <laughs> <laughs> See, hundred degrees, got a body. No me shit to me, got two on me, got two on me. Hey, uh, Wait, let me see what the yeah. the build up was to <laughs> to the Jesus one because this this took a U turn real quick. No Rick Ross, <laughs> we were we were right. <laughs> it was a uh... what song was this again? Uh, Stay up. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that I don't like from him. Mm. A bit too slow. So the Jesus track just come from nowhere. Oh, nowhere. All right, let's keep it. Cause I want to, let's stop that now. Cause um, I'm hoping that we can keep all of that in. <laughs> we, we, talk, we talked over most of it, so we should be all right. Um, don't sue us, but good lord. Uh, uh. <laughs> that was insane. Um, fuck it. Should we just add, keep that in the episode yeah, and hope it. for the best? Yeah. If they pull us, they pull us. <laughs> what are they going to do to me? We know, we'll know. we know if the feds are watching. Yeah. <laughs> I stay fresh as hail. Um. <laughs> All right, so... I feel like Jesus. Um, I think you need to sing louder over all the the. I got two on me. So, oh my goodness, Tonk with the gift who features on that song is classed as a Christian rapper. There's so many levels to the footcrew here. There's so many levels to the footcrew. Yeah. Um. 
I'm still left confused. Like, I've, obviously, I didn't get as far down as that. <laughs> this is this is the rewards I got for sticking to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was sat there minding my damn business, and out of nowhere, he started going Jesus is King on me. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad Kanye is inspiring the youth. I, um, I don't think this fitted in. Two bodies in. too late. Yeah, I don't think this fitted in. But I would love, I would have loved if every three songs on the album, we had a Jesus one. <laughs> and then he goes back to, I got two on me. Yeah. And that's an exact quote from that next song. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to this, like, <coughs> this might be the wildest, like, big swerve album I've heard in a long time. Most oh, yeah. of the time, like, if it's trash, it stays on that lane. Yeah. But here, you hear pockets where you're like, oh, he's, he's, he's got a melody. He knows yeah. what he's doing. And then, and then, it, <laughs> and then it drops. The, yeah, and then the utter fuckery. <laughs> um, I don't know who else is behind this, who the team of people are. Can we get a Actually, yeah, so we, need to, we need to pull up credits. So someone needs to take ownership of this. Right. So let's have a look. We'll go straight to the Jesus one. Yeah. Waiting on you. Oh, oh, that's they're being very clever and giving us nothing. <laughs> yeah, just featured artist. Uh, what's the rest of the, the album saying? Yeah, literally no one. Wants they're to giving us nothing. So sometimes on streaming platforms, when you scroll to the bottom of an album, it will give you some label information. It'll give you maybe some production information. There's nothing. Weirdly, there's absolutely nothing on this album. Um, I'm not surprised. No one wants to incriminate themselves and go to, to big jail. Because that's where he's going. <laughs> big jail. That's where he's going. <laughs> I, like, what's the last song? Two, two, threes. There's literally nothing on any streaming platform that of label info along yep. the bottom. Everyone, and any producer, composer, writer. They're catching a affiliation case, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk with a gift, you're using it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just can't believe he's gone from asking Jesus to watch over him to literally in the next song, talking about how he killed someone and it wasn't coincidental. Yeah. He's got two twos on him. <laughs> yeah. He's two flaws up on you niggas. Uh, and if anyone has listened to enough rap, you know. Uh, you know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. yeah. This was wild. Um, I think after hearing those last two tracks, I'm going to maybe go back and listen to the whole album. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be able to be in the right mind frame to listen to this though. I don't drive. If anyone wants to sponsor me and give me some driving lessons uh, <laughs> so that I can listen to this angry music I, in the car and have severe road rage. Nah, I'll get out at traffic lights and <laughs> and beefing people in the street. That'll be world star videos. Yeah, I feel like this uh, This is too unsafe to listen on a bus or a tram. You can't be or, in public and listen to this. I'm, I might go to the gym and listen to it. Strong move. Yeah. Strong move. Apart from when, you know, he starts praising Jesus on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's like a, a short clip in the the whole, um, in the whole essence of <laughs> how to kill someone one hundred and one of Mr. Melvin's <laughs> manual yeah. one hundred and one. And um, enough of Melvin. Straight on to another album, which I thought was equally trash, apart from a gem at the end. A love letter to you four by Trippy Red. So 
anyone who knows me knows I will put the effort of listening to just about everything I can that's been released. Just a fair judgment and a fair litmus test so I can say something is trash because I've listened to it. This was a struggle to get through. 21 tracks, just under an hour long. YNW Melly makes an appearance again. Throwing out the feature verses from jail. The features on this, I can't lie, the features... On paper. On paper did more than what the whole album did. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through Lil Moses, Juice World, XW, Dude, Y, N, P, X, Q, V, <laughs> Melly, <laughs> uh, Chris King, Young Boy Never Broke Again, Smoke Perp, Tory Lanes, The Baby, Lil Yachty, Pierre Bourne. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much most notable names. Yeah, 21, <laughs> 21 songs long though. Again, I didn't get to finish this. I don't know why I sat there again and I went all the way. So what I do is I usually, I'll press play and God bless the technologies of the Bluetooth. I will leave my phone charging or leave it on a side somewhere. So I can't, I can't actively avoid it. Mm. I feel like for, for these albums, this is where I need a Sonos in home, in the ceilings, in the walls. Yeah, but I think- and just leave it playing so that every <laughs> single room I go into, I still just, have to listen to it. Just divide. Yeah, but Kanye said, my house is too beautiful for trash music. And I that is I may true. not live in a Kanye mansion, Kardashian camp, but I feel like I do not want to poison the, the walls there. with- yeah. yeah, the concept's there. I feel like my neighbors would have killed me for this as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> this it's utter trash. It, I really didn't like it. Um, and then the last song. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so for, for context to anyone listening, I had, when Sign got uh, to our place of recording, I said that I have something to talk about on this album. He also had something to talk about. I thought we was going to be talking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I didn't hear what you wanted to share because I just and jumped straight on to playing yeah, that song. And we got down. He was like, have you heard the last track on there? I was like, no, I didn't get as far as that. And just for context for anyone that's not listened to the album, the last song, track number 21, after nearly 58 minutes, is Can You Rap Like Me, part two. And I'll let you explain. Um, so it was a struggle to reach the stage. This is the, I've never done a marathon, but I like to think this is what the last, <laughs> the last the two miles like. look like. Yeah, so you know the finish line is near, but everything burns, everything hurts. You want to quit. And there's no shame in the game. Quit if you need to. So this song instantly starts. I want everyone to press play, pause, skip, do whatever you want to do to get to this song and then come back to us. So don't skip. This song instantly starts on a different vibe to the rest of the crying, depressing album. At parts of this album, we get voicemails and audio clips from Triple X, who's got an album coming soon, by the way. We get some weird, whiny- I just want to point out, I'm not there for that. Generic, uh, again, mixed, mixed vibes about that one. We have a generic English girl talking about feeling the vibes. <laughs> feeling the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a lot of trash to get to this stage. And then, bear in mind, if anyone has heard Can You Rap Like Me Part 1, it's not a good song. Yeah. Can You Rap Like Me Part 2, here's Trippy Red 
rap like a young Lil Wayne. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like, relentless bar for bar rap. Great metaphors. Skip flows every now and then. He switches, finds different pockets of a pretty consistent beat. Yeah, it's crazy. I like it left me with my mouth open pause. Um for like the majority of the song. I was I was in shock. Uh, as to what I was hearing. And then Chris King comes on. Great feature as well. Yeah. I was just very, very surprised because I feel like this is such a waste of talent. Like, why are we getting subpar music when we've just heard that Trippy can um, rap like this? That was the most frustrating thing because we almost i almost accepted the subpar music because i thought this you know this I, is I, what I, he can i'm do not this, judging yeah. his set five lyrical ability because mm. <laughs> homie has to get that c somehow but what he did at the end was like oh I, by the way i can really rap i'm just not going to give it for the last hour we've been listening to and i said this pre-recording if he did that and structured it well we would had a project up there with Corday. Yeah. If he rapped like that, we would have had a solid project which would have deserved accolade. This solidly keeps him in the, I can't wait for the expiry date to go off on these milk ass Lil Rappers. Yeah. I cannot wait for, I would rather we didn't get any more Trippy Red if it sounds like the first... 90% of this album. If we got more music that sounded like that last song, all for it, then I'll support. Uh, quick question. Is Trippy Red's real name Michael Lamar White II? Uh, let me do some Googles. Why? Uh, just because that's um, Michael Lamar White II and Chris King are the ones who wrote this. So you just want to pull up just to check that he's written just it Checking himself. government names. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lamar White the fourth. you mean? That should be a one and a V. Oh. But that's him, unless, yep. Unless his pops wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, it's frustrating that... So we know that he can write. He can... He can can definitely rap very well. Probably better than most of his... Most of his class. Most of the contemporaries are not giving us anything like this. Which is frustrating, because I would have comfortably accepted comfortably accepted the rest of the album as just trash and now i have to i feel like i have to give him credit for that because it's just phenomenal yeah it's a good piece of work well a phenomenal in soul relative good piece of work and now i have to give him credit i was willing to just never listen to his music again yeah like you know what i I understand that he has an audience that likes this shit that he's been putting out. <laughs> I respect the audience. Like, I, I get that. And I get that you've got to live up to those 13, 14 year olds that haven't really acquired what their taste is yet. But you can move past the SoundCloud sound. Um, and I, I, even if he wanted to cater to those and this album was 50-50 or even like a 60-40 split, I would have accepted that. And we'd be like, okay, there's songs that I can pick out. He's got songs there where like he's really rapping on 
or just to throw this one at the end of the album being like, oh, okay, you listen through all this shit. Yeah. Uh, here's, it, here's an apology letter. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's an apology letter. And yeah. It's just sad that we have to, we have to get that and then that's all we get because we deserve more. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Um, another thing that was kind of, a, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm Go gonna on. put it as another downer on the album. Uh, track number nine, You Deserve It. So I had seen quite a lot on social media recently about Trippy Red stealing the D Block Europe's song. Um, let me pull up. I can't remember what the name of the, the D Block Europe one was. Uh, bear with me. Now, what frustrates me about this while you find that is we live in an era of music, especially where it's, it's like McDonald's music. Like, yeah. It's easy to flip, reverse, add cheese and just stick it out there. Pause. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also easy to then be individual. You don't have to do it. So what, what was that song again? Uh, so D-Block Europe, Outside, and Trippy Red, You Deserve It. If you go and listen to both of them, you'll see from the start that it literally is the exact same um, melody. Yeah. It's the, like note for note. It's the exact same melody. So I've been seeing a lot of people online because I think I think it's more the fact that obviously the D-Block Europe one come out first. Yeah. the At the moment, they're a lot more popular in Trippy Red. Yeah. Definitely in the UK. Oh yeah, That's definitely in the UK. Um, I, I don't know if I want to say in America as well, but I know I that know. they're they're quite big in America. Um, and I feel like everyone's just like, oh yeah, this was copied. But I'm unsure. I want to say like I've pulled up the. Can you pull up the, who the producer for um, Outside on D Block Europe's PTSD yeah. was? Because um, under here we've got producer Seth got the waves. And Starboy. Now, I don't know whether it's that they've used the sample, like it's being cut. All of this has come from a pack, unlike Splice or whatever, whatever um, software produ like X producers using. So, which would make sense. Yeah. Um. But I feel like for this album to have been released this month. Sean D engineer was master mixing, recording engineer, Sean D engineer, studio personnel, Jamie Snell, Sean D engineer, uh, but Dirtbike and Young Ads did pretty much the rest of it. On the producing? Does it say producer? Uh, it doesn't say specific producer, no. It just has mixing, mastering, recording, studio personnel. Mm, right, so... I'm going to go with the fact that I think that this has come from um, a pack. Maybe one of these generic Trap Wave Volume 3 packs. Oh, you know it will be out there. <laughs> you know someone out there has... Because I, I feel like for the melody to be the exact same, the notes are literally the exact same notes, just taken up on a couple should... of octaves. And... 
like what? When did PTSD come out? Last month? Uh, September. September. And then for this to have come out. They probably call the same summer bonanza sale on that beat pack. Yeah, like either that or for for what the public are saying that Trippy Red to stole this, this song would have had to have gone on last minute. Yes. And I don't think the song's good enough for that. It's not. Especially but then the rest of the album doesn't stand out at all apart from that last song. And no. it's, listening to that last song, it could have easily not been on this and no one would have even known. Yeah. And then you've got two features on it as well. <laughs> I think... I think to get two features on something that you're going to throw in last minute just because... And Outside wasn't even one of the biggest songs on PTSD. No, it was not. So, like, it, for me, it just doesn't make sense. I feel like this is definitely coming from a pack. It's quite... It's quite concerning for me that there's no producer credits on the, the D-Block Europe thing. Maybe that's because they're doing it themselves. But if you are doing it yourself, as an artist, you want to champion that that you're making yeah. and doing everything yourself yeah so well, I'm not, I'm frustrating just... it's the gray area of music production now that because people can do that and because that exists now and people are finding that ability to take those wav samples and then just add mad filters on them yeah slow it down pitch it up add a low pass add all of that shit and then hope that someone goes, oh, that sounds familiar. Without their ear actually twigging, as it's familiar because it's from another song. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm not mad at those packs. No, nope, I'm not mad at the pack at all. I think helps. they're great tools. Yeah. My main question is, what was the check that Seth got the waves <laughs> got from this? And what was the check whoever made, if if somebody else externally did make the D-Block Europe one, are they getting it's 5Gs a beat? Like, are they getting 10? Like we know in America there's a lot more money. Is he, if Seth got the way, he's got 10Gs for this beat. It's frustrating, but yeah, the people do, the people do make a shitload of money from that if they sell it to the right person. Yeah, because in in essence, this is not Trippy Red's fault. Especially, no, it, especially yeah. if he's not hurt, if he's not listened to the D Block Europe album. But I feel like you should have a better attention. I would feel like if I'm putting something out there, I would give it, I would give it that level of research. But I guess because we think of music production as a as a sliding scale from Kanye, my beautiful dot twisted fantasy downwards. Mm. So we think, is he going out there and finding these weird, obscure samples? And even then in Kanye's situation, we can listen to that and go, oh, I recognize that sample, even though it's from like some- Well, it's not even- It's not even wife to do, like, look, look how many- Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> look how many um, artists have used the same sample in hip hop over and over again. Yeah. And they managed to do it in such a different way. Like even when- going back to where we was talking about rhythm and flow, one of the challenges on yeah. there was they had to sample a beat and make it stand out yeah. from the, uh, the original, original hip hop, yeah. not the original sample, but the original hip hop one yeah. that was famously known for sampling it. And there's so many different ways that you can get around it. Yeah. So I feel like in this sense, I, I feel like it just comes down to lazy production. Like, Either that or, I don't know. Cause 
it is, it's a very difficult one because at, at this, at one, one side of me wants to say, yeah, it is lazy production. Like you should be doing more to tweak it and make it your own. But yeah. then, but then one side's also saying, if it sounds like it's right and it doesn't need anything, do you need to, do you need to do anything more to it? I think that's the bit where it's good if it's, if that's the first time, I guess. But I feel like if it's a tough one because I've got arguments for both ends because I've just been doing Googles to back up the fun fact that one of the biggest R&B songs of pop songs, whatever we want to call it, of all time from 2007 was made pretty much around a free beat sample yeah. from GarageBand. Not even Logic, not even the shit you had to pay for. <laughs> but all you have to do is pay for the computer and that shit came in free. Yeah. Um, Which is and, accessible to every single yes. person so that owns you can, a, um, a MacBook. Anyone who owns a MacBook can open GarageBand right now, and get that load sample. up their samples, find Vintage Funk Kit number three, and we'll know this. Yes, even the drum <laughs> yes, fill. Yes, it is umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> even the drum fill. So it's frustrating because every sample in Apple's music kit is free. Yeah. A lot of producers don't really use them because they're so generic and mm. sometimes they sound hollow and you need to do a lot of work to them. But the fact that this world has existed since 2007, there's other songs that have done the exact same thing. Everyone loves Usher, love in this club. Yeah. So it's frustrating, but we see instances in which it wins, so we can't argue with it. And then further down that scale, we saw Kanye just taking Panda, which yeah. cost designer $200 and making that song that he made out of it. Yeah, even um, to bring it over to the UK side, when uh, I can't remember what channel it was, so don't, don't hate me for it, but when they was doing the 24-hour mixtape, was it mixtape, 24-hour album? I don't know, Murkish Dave <laughs> did one, but JME did one. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, and he, yes. He went round literally phenomenal. with a little Tascam. Yeah. Sampling in music shops, just like the streets of London. Yeah. So like we saw, you can see one extreme where an artist really does that. And then a complete opposite where it is very easy to literally just go on Splice. <laughs> download Sorry. your favorite pack. Yeah. Like I've got nothing against it because realistically who wants to go out and, and make a new kick no. and a new snare for everything that you're going to be doing? No one's doing that. But no one is closing the lid on the plastic Tupperware and going, that makes a good kick. Let me record that and make yeah, it. No one's really like, doing that. So I get, I get that. And obviously at the same time, producers have got to make money. They've got to be able to, it depends because obviously this is, completely separate topic but you've got like producers that all send out beat packs hoping that somebody was like oh okay cool i want to buy this one and use yeah. it which the which will be the lower end of the the cost costing range yeah and then you've got other producers where they'll be like where an artist might hit them up be like yo i'm working on this album want you to do something mm -hmm. where they're going to be paying more and that's where i feel like someone like trippy red I feel like at this stage in your career, you're not going to be just looking through beat packs that producers send you and then be like, oh yeah, cool. I'm going to pay, what, like $1,000, dollars I don't feel like that beat pack would have cost that much. And the, the frustrating thing is buy the beat pack, do what you want to do, I agree. No, I'm about the, the, the beat from the producer. Oh when yeah, they send, when, oh, yeah when, very true. When yeah. the producer then sends out, like they'll send out like a zip file full yeah. of like 25 beats. Yeah. 
and they'll send it to multiple artists. Yeah, that's we've seen. Um, that's very true. We've seen multiple. I can't remember who what the producer was, but he sent the same song to Drake, Meek Mill, Rihanna, like the same beat to everyone. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, "I'm just waiting to see who offers the highest price." Ah, uh-huh, that's frustrating, but yeah. Um, and then we see interesting situations, which I will probably fill us in next week as it continues to grow. Breaking news. Have you seen Dot Rotten and J1's beef right now? No. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. Uh, so quick, wow. Too Long Didn't Read. Oh, we're really covering the music production game right now. Yeah. Uh, quick, Too Long Didn't Read. Um, J1 called Dot Rotten for a beat. Yeah. Sent him a little thing and he was like, cool, for the rest of the beat, it's going to be 10K. J1 was like, I boom, here's his zip folder back because I ain't got bank like that. Yeah. J1 releases a snippet of a studio track, which is the beat that Dot Rotten made. He just got a pro- another a producer, producer to, to remake it. To remake it. Dot Rotten was not happy with that, obviously, because he's like, "That's you, it's you stole 10K thing. from me. It's an intellectual theft. Yeah. So Dot Rotten has dropped a diss track. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've, not heard, I've not heard a Dot Rotten diss track in years. So I, I don't know why it escalated so quickly, but we have Dot Rotten in a do-rag rapping in his kitchen. And I'm, I love. Uh, I haven't that. even pressed play yet. <laughs> That's taking me back to the Marvel music days. Uh, do you know what? We, UK is ready. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't feel like we needed it, but I've had enough of people slandering Boris on the internet. I want to see Dot Rotten rap. <laughs> I want to see Dot Rotten rap. Um, yeah, so that was a quick one. Should we finish off new music before, or let's no, just- I want to go straight into it. Now we're, now we're already back at, over in UK. We're talking yep. about grime. Yes. I want to go into grime MC. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> so by the way, I love doing this podcast. We're approaching one year deep, big up to us. I expect a cake and all of them ones there. Anyone that can bake, we will take a Hennessy cake. We will ta- Ooh, you smart. Mm. Um, one year in, JME, his sister, to be precise, the legendary Julie Adenuga, just dropped a little link to a little YouTube video, a little- God bless Julie. God bless Julie. Because as we all know, JME is not for the socials. He's not- He's not anti. He's just like, you know, appreciate the world. Uh, So- I didn't even watch the rest of the interview, but I've got to to say, shouts to Halfcast, because they put in uh, a stretch with him. It was a, a very long- um, episode broken down, and he he does talk about coming off socials and that he <laughs> he wanted everyone to do it with him, and he's like, yeah, let's all go off socials, and then no one did. And he was just like, oh well, I'm still coming off socials. Okay, uh, do you know what? I back that. I'm not famous enough to just drop a let's drop a link through yeah. my friends, and people will back it yet. Yeah. So once I get to that stage, Jamie, I'm with you. Boom. All yeah. the socials, I'm gonna enjoy my life. But right now we still need to spam. Yeah, <laughs> right now I'm in your DMs. <laughs> Go and look at my link. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jamie, Grime MC, an album that we've seen teased for months now. Yes. Uh, we're seeing the ominous black and white portrait of Jamie. Um, we've seen the vinyls being waved around by people around the internet. In the two minute video of him announcing his appearances around the country, we hear the first two songs on Grime MC. We have the chat list as well. No, this that's- isn't, This isn't it now, yeah. but I've pulled this up for, for a reason. Okay. Um, so on the, actually you keep going while I'm gonna, so- <laughs> pull up, I'm gonna pull up some comparisons. Okay. So on the two minute, 20 second video, he just sits in front of 
whiteboard, which I like to think is his little baby's chalkboard that he's playing around with. Chalkboard, excuse me. Definitely is. Um, <laughs> little baby chalkboard that he's busting out the new new colours on. Uh, and he lists from 28th of November, which for everybody listening live and direct in your ears will be bright and early tomorrow morning. He lists his appearances around the country. He happens to be in Sunchester on 3rd of December, which is a Tuesday, which is usually the day we would sit here and preach upon your head tops about yeah. the goings on of music. But um, I ain't going to be here. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. I know, I know where I'm going to be. Yeah, so we may be recording live from HMV. Uh, I like to say that like we're big in the game. We're not. Um, you'll probably hear from us another time in the yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 we may be recording on Wednesday. <laughs> um, after I would, I, hearing I, Jamie, I'm gonna, bro. If it's on vinyl only, we can I'm buying a vinyl player. I know you got one sat next to me, but I'm buying a vinyl. <laughs> I already own a few vinyls, and I don't have a vinyl player because I just had to back the artist. I do it not for the hype of owning vinyl. I do it to back the artist. Yeah, they get a lot more money for it. Um, uh, actually, I don't know. Once they press it and everything, um, but yeah, you can you can cop like you can cop like a um, a vinyl player, literally like a vinyl player that you wouldn't do any sort of DJing on for fairly cheap. Boom, gonna get one because I want to listen to the vinyls I own. Fun fact: Have you seen the vinyl for "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar? No. Oh, beautiful no. vinyl. I'm red. It's bright red. This is is. I'm gonna I'm gonna give out an embarrassing, Go embarrassing <laughs> fact about myself. The only vinyl that I actually own is Murkish Dave changed my life. Oh, that's that's fair. That's the only vinyl. Know. That's yeah. the only vinyl I own. So if anyone wants to send me vinyls or hit me up of good places where I can get vinyls, because there's a lot of stuff that I want to go and backtrack and buy. Yeah. But a lot of them are so expensive. You're looking at like sixty pounds of vinyl. So if yeah, anyone's the plug and knows where where I should be looking at to get good vinyls, hit me up. I want some limited edition ones and, yeah. and all sorts. Back but go on, hit I do have the track list. So we've got 18, 18 tracks. Wow! Yes. Eighteen oh, tracks. Oh, I'm gonna get my do rag fresh for this. Features. Go on. Big Skep Zoo. Wow. P-Money and Shaka on the same track. On the same track. Skepta, obviously. Yeah, someone's getting drop kicked. Gigs. <laughs> President T. Yes. Wiley. <laughs> and Murky Ace. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And also the reason why you saw me pull up Integrity. Yeah. Everybody remembers the famous 96 Fuckeries, the second track yeah. on Integrity. It's legendary. It's, that song is threaded through the foundations of grime music yeah. in this country. Guess what the first track of the new album's oh, called? no. Please tell me it's 96 something. 96 of my life. 96. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows I still know every word to 96 bars of revenge. From, yes. the, from the MySpace days when I used to play that to any friend who would hear. People I went to high school with yeah. will know me. And no, I know every word to 96 Bars of Revenge. Yeah. 96 Bars of Revenge is like a, a grime state. You cannot call yourself a grime fan if you don't know that song. No. Like, if you don't know, as soon as that first bass hits on 96 <laughs> Bars of all of the 96, as soon as 96 Bars of Revenge first bass hits, 
you know your your brain should be ready. Put all valuable objects down. I bet step AJ's away. He's not here for this Arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. So I am so excited for this. This again, Jamie's been a staple on my musical <laughs> fanship for again since MySpace days. The days I ninety six bars of revenge was my MySpace song. My I have an idea of what we're gonna do for, go on. for this. Yo, uh, I'm gonna take my skates and I'm gonna ask him to sign them. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yo, that's big. We're we're gonna vlog the whole day because we've not been we've not put yeah. anything on YouTube for a yo, while. Yo, that's a big day. I'm gonna get battery packs and just live vlog yeah. the whole day. We're we we we've not put anything on YouTube for a while. We've just um been putting audio out, so I think I think that'll be a nice one. Sick, but and yeah, fun fact: Jamie's one of the inspirations to why I bought a pair of skates again because yep. I flash back to them old MySpace Uni days where he'll release a song and then also just be videos of him skating around parks in London. Yes, we wouldn't have had big Shadrach and the Man Nevers. Yes, I'm so gassed for that day. I can't wait for this album. I'm gonna be. I feel like I'm gonna be reliving my youth. I'm excited. You know what? I'm gonna put a Bluetooth speaker in my backpack. So as soon as the album drops, I'll be playing it, skating around Market Street. This you is don't know, this, get to know. This is one that I am going to buy on vinyl. Yeah. I'm going to um, do it. I saw um, the vinyl on Halfcast as well yeah. when he was um, a guest on there for their 200th episode, I think. Um, but yeah, we ran through the features. I'm just going to go through the, the track names as well. Uh, so track number one, 96 of my life. Track number two, Pricks. Track number three, It's Mad. Uh, track number <laughs> four with Big Zoo, Them Man Are Dead. Track number five, this one. Track number six, Nang featuring Skepta. Track number seven, You Watch Me. Track number eight, Bad Man Walking Through, P Money and Shaka. Uh, nine, You Know. Ten, Knock Your Block Off featuring Gigs. Number 11, Ding 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 featuring President T. Uh, 12, Yes Men featuring Wiley. 13, Move On. 14, How Much. 15, Change. 16, Here. 17, Live. Uh, and eighteen brothers and sisters. Going off the mm, so going excited. off going off the names of the the tracks, I feel yeah. like this album's not really going to move from one forty at all. I don't expect it. Jamie is a pure grime artist. Yeah. So the songs may sound and feel different, but I feel like one forty is going to be. The foundation that this house is built on. Yeah, you might get go down to one three eight. Mm, yeah, if he needs to slow it down, <laughs> if he needs to slow it down a yeah, little. Yeah, but you know what he's gonna do? He'll drop the tempo down to one three eight and then rap double time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't think. I can't remember the last time I was uh, this excited for an album. No, I. Do you know what? Moments like this make me appreciate uk music so much it's, it's th just a pure art when you think as well like, him. like the last album we had from jamie was 2015 that feels like so long ago it's well it's basically five years yeah that's yeah we're, we're approaching we're approaching 2020 now i yeah. feel like i can't say 2020 it feels weird yeah it just sounds uh, like the future. 2020 vision yeah um and jamie's back i'm super excited and uh, I think Grime's going to be back. I, I saw a lot of talk on the internet about Grime being dead. People are instigators. 
I don't think Grime can be dead when when you've got Jamie returning. It can't be dead when we've got Jamie returning. We've got a new Stormzy album coming. Which, How do you feel about that? Uh, so I played the single off of it last week on radio. Yeah. I actually really like it. So I haven't played the single yet. I actually really liked the single. Um, Gang Signs and Prayer was like, you know, in your life when there's that one album that you're like, it just sticks in your brain. Like everything that's yeah. going on in your life at that time has a soundtrack yeah. and it's, it's a song from that album or it's just the entire album. You don't even know what particular song. There was a point in my life where the soundtrack is Gang Signs and Prayer. Like I would play yeah. that album back to front, front to back. Loved it. And but then I'm when not- I saw the new album, I was excited because I thought, cool, Storms is capitalizing on his position in UK music. Yes. He's become with, a pop star now. Yeah, He's not- with the title. And I was hurt. My chest hurt when I saw first track featuring Ed Sheeran. Sony, whoever the label Have you not is. Listened to it yet? No, not yet. Uh, well, um, Sony, whoever the label is, I feel like are starting to use Ed Sheeran the way American labels use Justin Bieber. No, I've, I've, I feel like I've worked, I worked out what's gone on here. The Take Me Back okay. to London <clears throat> was on Ed's album. Yeah. He wanted a verse from Stormzy. In return, instead of paying Stormzy, he Stormzy gave him a verse. Got a verse from I remember him. what Wiley said about that. <coughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I feel like whenever I see Ed Sheeran now, I'm going, okay, someone's aiming for high streams. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna. We, I think we might have to pause yeah. this one because this one's whatever. Enjoy AJ. Okay. So we're back after that. Um, I'm not mad at it. It does show the progression of Stormzy from when, obviously, he started his career. Yeah. Spitting um, grind beats. Like, I, I really liked the beat on this. But you can tell this is... Stormzy has now become a pop star. Like... Yeah, that's... Do you know what? You said it earlier, but it's pop. And, yeah, I fully see that. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. It's the everything that the title featuring sold me. Everything it told me, it sold me exactly what it said on the tin. Okay. I didn't expect anything less. But a fun fact that I did see from last night, um, oh. Stormzy backed Corbyn. Oh, told I Told everyone to vote. Big and the, post. The people, the number of people that registered to vote shot up from 4,500 to 47,000. Yes. Let's hope people actually do go out and vote because the the no-shows still matter. Um, we're moving forward in just getting people to register is, a, a, is, fact, a, step, yeah. is a step forward. And I know, like if this, if it means that Stormzy going from a grime MC to a pop star means that he has that pull and he has that influence on people, I'm not mad at it. No, uh, do you know I what? Can't I, be mad. I, I can't be that. mad at that. I agree. Um, any more on Stormzy? We'll wait till the album. Cause uh, yeah, I'm happy to wait for the album. Um, on, I've got a, another great link. So Davido also released an album. 
Yeah, I've seen. I've not. <laughs> I've not listened to any of it. I feel like, as much as a legend of Davido is, I feel like Berners just stole the rug from. He stole it's, Princess it's, Jasmine's yeah. rug from underneath him, and like the concert in um, that he did was it Birmingham, London, and Manchester. Yeah, looked insane. It's a tough one because, again. Everyone knows how long Davido's been around. And let's not forget if Akon is the Iron Man of African music. Which he is. Uh, Davido is the metal man who, um, he's a lesser known superhero, but you know, he stands his own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's got the money to back it. Yeah. So when I saw this album's coming out, I was excited. I looked at the features. So the album's like an hour long. Uh, Summer Walkers on the album. Well, that's surprising. <laughs> I would never have yeah. imagined those two together. Naira Marley's on the album. Gunner's okay. on the album. A Boogie with the Hoodie. Chris Brown. These are all features on this album. And they all work. So one okay. thing I was listen- I expected when I saw that is this is going to be painful to hear. Yep. Davido, let's again not forget that he is a man from money and he, he's been in music long enough to know how it works. Yeah. He has used some very clever Drake-style algorithms and songs to pull in mad streams. So, looking at Spotify, Davido, according to the Spotify numbers, has 2.4 million monthly listeners. Yeah. Strong, heavy. One of the songs from this album... Blow my mind. Nope. One second. It's blew my mind on this album too. I feel like that was, I thought that was the Chris Brown one. Yes. Good Lord. He's pulled a three <laughs> peak. So three songs from this album, blew my mind, fall and if. If's on there. If is on this album. Wow. You understand what I mean by the Drake move? Yeah. So blew my mind, 19 million streams. Fall, 37.8 million streams. If. 24.6 million streams all on this album. So in a week's time, when we Calculate start seeing and hearing numbers, the fact that if you type in Summer Walker and go recent, you're going to be taken to Davido's album. You type in Chris Brown, go recent, you're going to be taken to Davido's album. You type in Naira Marley, recent, you see the image. Yeah. And he's got those other songs on there. This album is going to see... Mad numbers. Yeah, it's going to be doing ridiculous. Um, I didn't even know if it was going to be on this because that song has been playing at African <laughs> gatherings. Like, <it's> the, <laughs> that's top three national anthems of the decade right now. I the barbershop that I go into hairdressers oh, and, um, and popcorns on mm-hmm. there. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to that. I'm trying to. I just like I said about the storms you won the the. The name and the features, I know exactly what to expect. This one, I have no idea. Yeah, it's, I was pleasantly surprised. I was happy with it. It's a good, it's a nice hour. Um, Yeah, I feel like this, when you've been around that long, you you know your streaming hacks. Yeah. You know that this is going to, we just know that this is going to do mad numbers. Davido always does mad numbers anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like this, yeah, this is going to definitely be to try and solidify being like, I'm the biggest African artist at the moment. Fuck Burner Boy. Yeah. 
He's like, pulling them numbers. We're looking at numbers. He's done it. Um, any more music? I've got one more surprise one. That's a quick one. And then we need to go and talk about Grammys. Um, yeah, I well, I, I don't know if I'm... Well, it technically is music. <laughs> it's not music for me. Okay, just before you share that one, I'll share this quick one. Yeah. Labyrinth released a new album. Yes. Have you heard it? No. Phenomenal. Yeah, somebody told me this. Uh, yeah, somebody at radio told me this. There was like, have you heard the new Labyrinth? I was like, oh, no. I was like, maybe I'll give it a listen. And he was like, no. He was like, if you like R&B. Labyrinth was- is cemented the reason he's a world-class songwriter. Oh, and, and, bear, and bear in mind, the guy who told me this is an incredible producer as well. It's not like- Big fact, yeah, worth it. It's not like, it's just like, his opinion is held quite high, so. And well-deserved. This album, I was listening to it and my brain was just like, he's, this songwriting is world-class. These are songs that the world should know. I pray to Lord that he gets the same props he does for his own songs than his writing credits. Because if you look at the songs he appears on, this guy deserves all the accolades in Mm. the world. And this album is up there. Okay, I've just pulled it up. There's two features. With? Uh, Excuse me for my butchering of the pronunciation. (laughs) Zen Zendaya. I'm not even looking at it. One sec. I'll pull it up here. Yeah, Zendaya. Oh, oh that's okay. surprising. Uh, and Sia. Nice. On the last song. Uh, yeah, I've, do you know what? I've not listened to it. And I feel like in my head when... Because maybe the, I think possibly this is the third conversation I've had about this album now without listening to it, <laughs> which is quite bad. Um, but in my head, I've always just remembered that 2013, 14 Labyrinth. <laughs> Electronic Earth Labyrinth. Yeah. Was Featuring that w- Tiny Temper. Is that when that came out? Yeah. Oh, 2012. Yeah. That's, do you know what? I was thinking the same, but then when I saw Labyrinth on his preppy cardigan and shirt vibe, I was expecting something. And yeah, this this is just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I do you know I, I'm going to listen to it. Um, I think potentially we'll give a full review of this next week. What? Well, yeah, I'll dedicate time to that because um, I've, I know a lot of people. Well, yeah, I know quite a few people have told me how good this album is, um, how incredible the songwriting is and the production on it. So I, I do want to give this time to properly digest and and then come back to it. I feel like I've already said, oh, Labyrinth, Earthquake, too, <laughs> one too many times yeah. without actually giving this a chance. Give it a chance, and then we'll talk about it next week. Um, last music before we talk about the Grammys. Yeah, we've gone through a scale of a lot of different music It's today. been a roller coaster of music today. Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. We're still going. Um, I never thought <laughs> on the same 12 notes we would be talking about opera. We are talking about um, opera. Today, <laughs> <laughs> opera has to be an in inverted commas because um, Nebuchadnezzar by 
Kanye West. Oh wow, you got you, you got this straight from the Bible. Yeah, raised in the church. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was stuttering over that for for a minute. So. Kanye West very recently said he was producing an opera. He said he wanted opera to be taken from being exclusively for the high-class elites, the elitism that opera was, to being something that everyone could address, and opera was applicable to all the other facets of life, to be specific to Kanye, Jesus. Yep. Nebuchadnezzar is a is the main focus of a biblical book from the Old Testament. He's got brothers and as Old Testament shit happens, anyone who's familiar with the Bible knows it's popping in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, before Jesus, God was laying every man down. Mm, eye for an eye. <laughs> <laughs> tooth for a tooth, feast for all demand them. Uh, and people turn into stone and salt. Um, so Kanye decided in this weird performance to almost just recite several chapters yeah. from the Old Testament. In opera. While the choir sang ominous melodies from Kanye songs, yep. by the way, because every now and then they'll just switch to a, oh, that's from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy melody. Yeah. Um, and Sheck West played Nebuchadnezzar yeah. in purple robes and that, easy slides. That's what really, threw, <laughs> that's what really threw me off. Like, the production on it was great. I, I've got huge plot holes that will make it even funnier. Go on. Uh, yeah, the production on it was great. I was watching it. I feel like this is something that I'm going to... I'm going to watch in stages. I couldn't watch all of, <laughs> I couldn't watch all of it at one time. Um, it just wasn't really for me. Is this exclusively to Tidal, by the way? Um, so far, yes. You can watch it on Tidal or any of them... Uh, boot DVD man in the car park oh. digitally because <laughs> stop biting, pay for your stuff. Um, subscribe to Tidal. It's free. If you want a free trial, hit up your boy. I will send you the link. Yep. Um, I don't have the power. I just have the link. Yeah. So it's currently the live stream is visible, is viewable on Tidal. Um, fun fact about the day. So tickets were originally $150 a ticket. Many celebrities were in the audience. So if you look and pause at the right times, you'll see the likes of Brad Pitt. You'll see um, a few other people in around the audience. It, just as a comparison, <laughs> $150 compared to the normal opera. How much is the normal opera? I don't opera? know. I don't. Oh, I've never wanted to go. Um, I mean, I'll go for the experience, but... But I was before the event. Tickets were still on sale, and they were drastically slashed to twenty dollars a ticket. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah that so sounds... that was flag number one. Flag number two. As people began to arrive, they realized this opera was nowhere near ready, and <laughs> the set and stage were still being put together as people arrived. Oh wow! And start time ended up being delayed by two hours. Classic Canyon. Yeah. What do you so expect? So audience was sat there two hours while people were literally. Set Nailing and drilling shit into the walls. But I hope that bar was free. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one then, on Magnums. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark price, pricing policy. Um, and then it started. So quick summary again. The story, being Old Testament, 
isn't a run-of-the-mill biblical story that people just know off the top of the dome. Yeah. It is really obscure. It's really metaphorical. Again, it's just Old Testament Bible study shit. Yeah. Kanye picked the most obscure section of the chapter to recite to people. So only people who have prior knowledge of not only just the way the Old Testament is just full of metaphors and stories that physically are hard to imagine. Yeah. He picked probably one of the most obscure two middle quarters of a story. (laughs) Sat an audience down of people who don't know the story so don't know that before the show started, there is a, a prelude. Yeah. After the story ends, there is usually the tying off of the metaphor to make it all about, you know, respect your people's, don't insult yeah. God. Um, what Kanye did is he started in this weird section, but the actual presentation made no sense. Uh-huh. And he was <laughs> reading <laughs> in real time. I thought they were going to, you know, Play some mim- mimicry, play some yeah. studio skills to your advantage and recite it, record it in a perfect way you're happy because we know Kanye is that meticulous about things. Yep. So we don't have any chance for errors. Oh, we he, didn't get that. He went with the school recital of we got Jesus's a- birth, Silent Night, where the kid's stuttering over his words. Yeah, we he got Kanye- reading incorrectly at times, adding funky punctuation where there wasn't punctuation, (laughs) (laughs) Um, repeating lines because by the looks of things, there were supposed to be cues from Kanye reading certain passages for Sheck West to do certain things or the stage a performance to do certain things that just didn't happen. So there's literally times Kanye repeats a line like the school kids the school play waiting for the next cue to happen. So he repeats a few lines. There's a hilarious moment. I don't even care that I'm ruining this for people because it's worth watching. There's a hilarious moment in which, oh God damn. I knew that was gonna happen. (laughs) There's a hilarious moment in which Sheck West is supposed to be carried through his purple robes, tossing and turning through the people and they just drop him and he tries to style it out. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. Bear in mind, the story is complicated as fuck anyway. Yeah. It is... How long was that thing? Two hours long? Uh, It was far too long for me. I got maybe... (laughs) I think I watched a solid 30 minutes. So it's... I think that's how I'm going to watch this, in 30-minute increments. It is... Way longer than it. It's one hour exactly, actually. God, Lord, that felt like a pain. Okay, so I got halfway through. So one hour exactly. On paper, it could be phenomenal. Like, Kanye's probably got a phenomenal vision. Off the face value, the stage looked great. Yeah. Like, the sweeping white always looks good with the lights wrangled correctly. Everyone yeah. in white robes. There were people in weird white masks, which I didn't understand, but only some of them <laughs> didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, so there were points in which I was like, okay, I can see what he's trying to do, but the execution was poor. And it's the first time I felt that... Because Kanye mm, doesn't normally execute things poorly. No, usually it, it looks frantic idea. looking up to it. 
Like yeah. the idea looks frantic and doesn't make sense. When we first heard Kanye was shipping everyone to Hawaii to make an album <laughs> and not telling anyone about the album, we thought we're gonna get some shit. We got my beautiful that twisted fantasy. Yeah. When Kanye was like, I'm gonna make an opera, the world's kind of 180 and we were like, he's been, we don't know what to expect. It was trash. Yeah. Um, no offense to the biblical story. He posted pictures of his Bible hella annotated. He still misread it. And no offense, but it's not an easy thing to be able to read and recite publicly, Kanye. And we saw the imperfection. I feel like we still have to applaud him though. We, we're all about keeping the same energy here. He did it. And he's keeping on his God energy. He's keeping that energy. Bro, I'm not going to lie. If you told me in January 2019, Kanye was going to give us a biblical opera about an Old Testament book. Good Lord, I would have laughed heavy. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot of people are criticizing him, but everything that he's doing, how like how long has Sunday service been running for now? It's years. Best, <laughs> yeah. Last year. Yeah, it's like a full year. He's dropped um, Jesus is King, and now we've had a biblical opera. I feel That's like so I feel weird. like we may have to accept that this is that is the end. I think this I'm just is where angry Kanye's at going. the. I think I'm angry at the presentation. Well, this is all, I feel like this is all of it, all the presentation for um, Kanye for president. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> stump me there. That's, uh, gonna, that's come way closer and way quicker than I expected, but that's next year. Yeah, and I feel like this is all a presentation for Kanye as president. We know America, the church is a very big thing, um, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Keyword on emphasis on the word allegedly. The church tells you who you can vote for. Interesting. Probably it's allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like if you win the the church vote, that's a, yeah. That's, that's a lot of people. That's, that's true. That's a hey, church Republican. Yeah. Hands are, hands, hands are shaking. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I've, uh, that's where that's where I feel like all of this is running to. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that plays. See what out. comes next. But I, this is, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm quite good at reading things, and I feel like this is that was a good good read. Yeah, um, let's go into the Grammys because I've bashed Kanye's yes. opera for a, long enough there. Grammys, um, you know how the same twelve notes. Fuck feels. the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know how we feel about pretty much. <sighs> All Just, the award ceremonies, yeah, and like, this, this last week has proved it for me. I asked the question on my socials and to people in various other circles, does rap need the Grammys? And I've had the very stereotypical, both angles, both views. Some people say that rap does need the awards because if they're the accolades that all music is getting and rap went from being an obscure niche from a bunch of guys in New York to being the mainstream music of the world. Yeah. It deserves reward for that. Yep. And this is the reward that I guess is more than quantitative quantitative success. Well, that was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> so I see why they say Grammys are needed. And then other people say the Grammys never cared about us. Why should we care about the Grammys? And we saw the same beef about Grammys don't care. They need to change how it works because rap is the mainstream and we have people like Chance who at one stage couldn't win a Grammy. The Chance thing happened and everyone was super happy. And the Grammys, fun fact, have pulled some very sus moves. 
with the exact clause on the chance is eligible, the mixtape is eligible for a Grammy rule. The baby was not eligible for new artist because of his previous mixtape run. Really? So the Grammys, in some weird conversation and decision, the baby isn't eligible for a Grammy because I think because his previous mixtapes within a certain period are available on public streaming platforms. I mean, like the way that I see it is that we don't need the Grammys. Like we know whatever happens with the awards, they're going to get it wrong. But in that same breath, I'm not really mad at, I'm trying to find it because their website is terrible. Um, shout out to AJ for this one. Wikipedia usually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found somewhere else. Okay, that's... Uh, so rap album of the year. They've got uh, Igor from Tyler. Uh, J. Cole, Revenge of the Dreamers. Uh, 21 Savage, I Am, um, Over I Was. Meek Mill Championships and YBN Day, The Lost Boy. Solid, arguably, is Igor rap. Yeah, I'm gonna. Put I say no because he raps way less than he does anything else on that song. I feel like he doesn't he, like for a Grammy nomination. He doesn't fit in anywhere else. Album of the year. They're never gonna give him that, and that's frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where it's that album deserves it. So let's like when you look at album of the year. Well, actually, first of all, album of the year. I'm disgusted that Lil, <laughs> that Lil Nas X is in there. Yeah, like, yeah, you could have taken Lil Nas X completely out of that and put Igor in there, and it would have been a more solid representation of an all round album from our culture. Um, Lizzo's in there. Her, I used to know her. Uh, shouts to AJ Bon Ivers in there. But Lana Del Rey, it's, I mean, new artists. I, I don't know what it is with the Grammys this year, but they're absolutely dick riding Lil Nas X. He's because not, he's the safest brown person available right now. It, that is true. Uh, record of the year, Post Malone Sunflowers in there. Did that come out this year? I don't even... Straight in. I'm having to Google this guy because he's... Wait. Billie Eilish. October 2018. So how can it come out in the 2020? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not... Fuck the Grammys. We have the Lil Nas X Old Town Road remix in there i thought but it's just the billy ray cyrus one i thought that that was the one with the young thug on there that was nominated then i was in i was gonna be be very surprised um pop vocal album number six collaborations from ed sheeran interesting beyonce's lion king the gift i didn't even think that got any nods so yeah that's in there um do you know what i hope that one wins that it should do. The album deserves the accolades it got. Yeah, shouts to Bipolar that Sunshine deserves- as well. We'll yep. see him get a Grammy. Yoy, that's big. Um, rap performance. Go on. Uh, J. Cole, 
um, Dreamville down bad. Good, that's the, fair. The baby was sh- shook. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Cardi B, Clout, yeah. J. Cole, Middle Child. Yeah. And Nipsey, Racks in the Middle. Last one's a stretch, no offence. Mm. Much as I love Nipsey, it feels like this is probably because the playing the time frame that they allow songs in. Yep. The, the they've added that one, even though that song is way newer than Sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like these, these are the last instances in which Nipsey can get his accolades. I hope they give it to him, even though I feel like if they do, they're going to do it out of pity and less out mm. of the quality of the song. R&B song, we got Lucky Day, Roll yeah. Sumo, uh, Emily King, Look At Me Now, Jake and Chris Brown, No Guidance, PJ Morton, Say So, and Her Could Have Been. I know so many other R&B songs yeah. that should have been there. So whoever picked this, it's just their list. Give me the power. Uh, reggae, no. reggae album, Coffee Rapture, uh, Sly and Robbie, The Final Battle, Julian Marley, As I Am, Steel Pulse, Mass Manipulation, and Third World, More Work to Be Done. Um, yeah, and then we're going into like metal. Oh, rap slash song performance. Nipsey Hussle, uh, DJ Khaled, Higher. That's going to get it. Lil Baby and Gunna Drip Too Hard. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> In a, wait, the, the, the album is called, the category is called rap slash song performance. Yeah, Drip Too Hard, kind of. I understand drip what they mean. Hard, very melodic raps. I don't think they understand the difference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Roddy, Roddy Rich, DJ Mustard, Ballin. Interesting. Lil Nas X, Panini. Uh, nope. Travis Scott, J. Cole, and Young Thug with the London. R&B album, uh, LMA, self-titled LMA. PJ Morton, Paul, Anderson Pack, Ventura, Lucky Day, Painted. And surprisingly... BJ the Chicago Kid, his new album that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, one one two three. What? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do they have things from October twenty eighteen and November twenty nineteen in the same year category? Um, Why is I, there so much fucking overlap? I don't know. Oh, some old ass man can't read a calendar. I don't know. Um so frustrating and i know hip-hop is just gonna get pity votes or absolutely nothing at all as we've seen on another award ceremony well, this, i will go through this is r&b album of okay. the year um i feel like maybe bj the chicago kids team knew how great this album was going to be so submitted it early for consideration i thought the submission came down to release when when it was released I know you like it has to be submitted, but I thought yeah, but I think they can submit it to to be listened to before release. Okay, that's and interesting. And then it, so then it still fits into the time frame. Yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. I mean, we're, Big in, stretch. we're in November. That's what I mean. It's tight. <laughs> it's very tight. Um, rock album, alternative. No. Oh, alternative music. James Blake assumed forms in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a it's not a good good look. I feel like the I feel like it's all up and down. Yeah, there's, too, there's too much inconsistencies, and we've slated better 
um, platforms. I was trying to think of the word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is there any more on the Grammys before I, I can switch my slander to another reward ceremony? Um, I'd just like to say fuck the Grammys. Uh, yeah, I reinstate that. That's a official <laughs> stance of the same 12 notes. Yep. Um, as on that note, um, a very, a much liked <laughs> artist of Hours. It took me so long to try and get that sentence out. Um, also sticks with the same 12 notes public stance of fuck the Grammys. Um, in a phenomenal rant by Goldlink. Did you see? No, I didn't see. And I was, <laughs> do you know what? I was so disappointed that um, I missed Goldlink's Manchester performance. So was I and it looked insane. Yeah. And the thing that really annoyed me was I was actually available that night so it was the day after i came back from norway <laughs> i misread the information i had a ticket wow i thought it was the week later oh that's a shame um well i said i had a ticket i had um access to i had a- access <laughs> through um, radio um yeah so let me read this very long post from Goldlink. um Obviously, it's on a picture of himself, because that's how you thug life it. Yeah. Um, open quote. Honestly, it's foot Grammys till the day I die. I'm no longer participating in that wild-ass, slave-ass, political-ass, cheating-ass, game-ass, any long. Any longer. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the lack of relevance you have solidified today is unbelievable. Tyler got one fucking nomination in the category that he didn't even participate in, knowing damn well he deserved album of the year. Burner Boy deserves more. Coffee deserves more. DaBaby couldn't qualify for Best New Artist, apparently, because he's had mixtapes in the past. No nod to Solange for taking a risk and pushing the boundaries when nobody was brave enough to do so. Big ode to alternative R&B. Yep. There's not even a category for internationally black artists at all. Um, what the fuck do you think all these kids will learn from when you tell them that black art isn't good enough? Or isn't it noticed at all? I've just gotten to the point after three years of being silent on this topic that my value is much beyond what is clo- by what closed door establishments have been giving us. Even how our peers are voting against us. I cannot partake. I'm 100% there. I'm 100% there for it. I feel so like, with it. I feel like we've always had issues with the Grammys. Always. And, and to I, back that as well, uh, no name tweeted, fuck the Grammys. Here's a thread. Uh, and then she tweeted other things that back the stance of fuck the Grammys. Yeah. So, um, public stance, I agree with them all. On to another award ceremony. Did you see or hear anything about the American Music Awards? No. Exactly. I didn't. <laughs> I actually didn't hear, see, or know anything about this so, until you told me. Artist of the year. Let me give you the list. I want you to pick a winner. Drake, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Post Malone, Taylor Swift. Wait, what, what, what's this for? Artist of the year. Say it again. American Music Awards. Oh, I don't even need to know that it's Drake. Do they give it to Taylor Swift? Of course they gave it to Taylor <clears throat> Swift. How? <laughs> no idea what she's done. All she's been doing is arguing and tweeting that it's not okay that she can't perform her own music. That's what you get when you... Drake's the, the best artist of this decade. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. 
New Artist of the Year, Luke Combs, Lil Nas, Lizzo, LMA, Billie Eilish. Uh, I know they would have given it to Billie Eilish. Big fact. Lizzo, I think, probably from that <laughs> list, from, for her impact. Yeah. I, if um, I had to pick from that list. If I had to pick from that list, I would prefer it to have gone to Lizzo, because I prefer her music. But I know a lot of people fuck with Billie Eilish. That's fair. Uh, my goodness, I can't even bring myself to read some of these. Um I'm literally, there's literally no other rap. I'm just trying to get there. <laughs> Favorite male artist, pop or rock? Pop slash rock. Khalid, Drake, or Post Malone? What? In a pop slash rock? Exactly. The fucking genres don't even make sense. But <coughs> that was it. It was just three you can pick from in this category. Post Malone. Khalid. What? Had arguably he was like the most streamed musician of yeah, but I was just year? I think I was but. just going off because of the name. I thought yeah. oh they're thinking oh how can we word this where there's only can where there can only be <laughs> where there can only be one winner yeah yeah fuck these yeah uh, there's more it gets worse so we haven't even hit the um rap slash hip hop oh, categories. Wow. So, favorite artist, Cardi B, Drake, Post Malone. Cardi B. Cardi B won? Yep. Yeah. I knew she would. Look, I don't know what it is about award ceremonies. They just love Cardi B. They do. <coughs> um, I swear Nikki never used to get this much love. Nope, she didn't. Because she did things that seemed controversial and offensive. But mm. because she was alone, it was really obvious. Yeah. Um. Favorite album, Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding, Championship by Meek Mill, Travis Scott's Astroworld. Um, I know which my favorite out of those is, Meek Mill Championships, but I feel like, word to AJ, Post Malone. Post Malone wins best. Meek's favorite rap album on an album that is not rap. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Astroworld... Astro, do you know what? I, I I give Astro World a bit of a hard time when it came out. So did I. And it's I a, listen back to it now and I like it. It's a very good album. Yeah. Very good. I'm and I wouldn't even yeah. say, like, even if you're just looking at taking away, like, the rap side of it, I would have said Astro World's a better album than Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, <sighs> you can just see that it's favoritism. Oh, yeah. It, it goes on. Favorite song, Old Town Road, Sicko Mode, or Wow by Post Malone. Old Town Road. Old Town Road wins. Yep. <laughs> was that wait? Was uh, that favorite song or best song? Favorite song. So they use favorite instead of best. Oh, so they're wording it so that they have no liability. Yeah. Um, <laughs> favorite male artist for soul R and B, Bruno Mars. Khalid or Chris Brown? Uh, I would say Khalid's the only one that fits the description well. <laughs> Bear in mind, a second ago, Khalid was our favorite pop and rock artist. 
or in the yeah. list of our favorite pop and rock artists. All of a sudden, he's now sold an R&B because, you know, if you're brown, they just fit you ever. Yeah. Um, and no, the winner was Bruno Mars. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's literally like, I feel like this category is not based, uh, like, well, the all of these categories and nominees aren't based on who's had the best year. It's who's best overall or who's had the most commercial success. Who's had the most favor. Yeah. Um, they also have an Artist of the Decade Award at the American Musical Awards. Oh, this is fun. No nominees. <laughs> just name an artist, Artist of the Decade. What? No nominees. <laughs> they, just, they just hit you on. This is an award Michael Jackson's won. It's Drake, Kanye. For anyone who can't see me, which is none of you, uh, I am just aimlessly looking around the room while I wait for the correct answer. Um, <laughs> Lil Wayne. As a great man said, don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, we could be here forever. Taylor Swift is the artist of the decade according to American Music Awards. I'm fucking done with this shit. Taylor Swift. When we start hitting you motherfuckers with Drake facts next week, bear in mind everyone who knows me knows I've been on a roller coaster of emotion with my fanship for Drake. When we start hitting you with Drake facts, and some person selling me Taylor Swift, the person who can't perform her own music category because she didn't read a super contract because she was so entitled, is artist of the decade. This is very frustrating. Yep. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got one more topic. I'm gonna make it short. Go on. Who the fuck's Bexley? Who the fuck is Bexley? <laughs> Bexy? Bexley? Bexy. And why Bexy. The okay. So all the Lil Peep fans out there, I'm gonna need to sit down in an introduction to what the shit is happening with, I don't, is UK music? Why the fuck is the first time we hear of a UK artist on Sway in the Morning rapping with Dave East? Yeah, it's fucked. I don't get it. I thought, I feel like I might've seen a picture of him and thought he was a meme. Well, oh my gosh, I've just remembered what meme he reminds me of. Shoot. I'm just gonna show you the picture of the meme. And. <laughs> it's actually perfect. It looks like he praises the devil. Spooky Black. Oh my God, yes. Spooky Black is a legend in the, in the internet game. If you've been on the internet for as long as I have, <laughs> um, you'll definitely know who Spooky yeah. Black is. Some of the best R&B music videos of all time came from my boy Spooky Black. Bexley, Bexy raps very much like he listened to Bone Thugs. Every now and then he, you could tell he was fighting an American accent. Yeah. And he posts a lot of the, and he rapped about in the three minutes I heard, a lot of drug drug celebratory rap. Yeah, so I'm just um, scrolling through his Instagram and it's quite dark. It's quite dark. The <laughs> His profile picture on there looks like a demon child. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not for this. Um Blood, Magic and Diamonds. Yeah, nope, not for me. Shaman and I have been listening to <laughs> Jesus is King. <laughs> <laughs> um followed by like Skepta 
Um, still Bengals, Nines, Jamal Edwards. I mean, considering that they're saying that on Sway, they were saying, what is it that is the next big thing out From of the, the UK? Yeah. Bear in mind, they were trying to sun Kano, remember? And Kano yeah. was over in America recently. They were talking to him like he's naive. Yeah. I, I've just... I can see the appeal of this guy to Americans. He has the face tats, the way he raps, all of the pictures, iced out. Um, his throwback photo, it looks like he came from a very nice home. <laughs> it, came, it looks like... It was, he shouldn't gonna, be wearing North Face in a throwback photo. I'm not going to lie. It looks like he's got long hair down to his shoulders with blonde in the middle, like blonde highlights. His trainers are very clean. He's wearing North Face. Like, I don't know how to sum it up, but... He looks like he's come from... He looks like if he was from the north, he would have come from Cheshire. Wow, big facts. You know what? I'm going to do my Googles. Yeah. Mr. Internet is going to... I'm going to find I mean, out who Bexy is. I'm just saying that there's nothing wrong with coming from um, a nice area and no. being into rap. I agree I'm with just that. wondering how he got so far. I'm scared of the representation of the UK in the week that we are getting... Yeah, when we when we've got JME coming out with a new album, um, Stormzy even for Americans, that's yeah. a better representation. Kano dropped a phenomenal album. Yeah, which they're slowly picking up. I think America's slowly picking it up. And but and then they want to tell me that this guy is the guy who gets to with a spit hot fire on Sway in the morning. Yeah, with a plaster tattooed on his face, that. Looks like, to be honest, it like for me, it looks like he has nothing to do with UK culture at all. It looks like he grew up listening to Lil Pump and Triple X on SoundCloud. Yeah, and he he it looks like he was similar to them, come from like fairly nice homes, and found this sad emo rap. Yeah, tattooed his face and started saying that the world was very dark and depressed, and made money from it. I want to get someone on this podcast who will have a deep, open conversation with us about the difference between that demographic of rappers and the rappers who are like, everything's hard, I don't give a fuck. Like, there's an obvious, very visible difference between rappers who look like they grew up comfortably and their angst is mental. Yeah. And rappers who grew up and rap very differently, whose angst is physical and aggressive. Yeah. There's a big difference between people like Lil Pump and Lil Peep, rest in peace, and those types of rappers to Maxo Cream. Yeah. And Maxo Cream raps very vividly about his physical struggle, physical struggles. And they're still open about the mental struggles, but the very physical debate of, even though I am mentally struggling, I physically I can't afford to mentally struggle. I want to sit and talk to people about that. Yeah, I think a lot of the time on that, you can you can hear the difference straight away because they're always talking about having a push on for not just for their own sake, but for their family's sake. They're the main provider. How can I? 
do this while I've got to do this. Whereas with all of this other stuff, it's like, I'm so sad. Feels like there's, they're given have, enough space to... I think a lot of it as well with this, I don't want to judge and put everyone That's why in I want to have this proper discussion. Yeah, I don't want to judge and put everyone in that category, but it does seem like a lot of the, I'm going to call it sad emo rap, comes from more, I did a lot of drugs and it fucked with my head. Acid and, does that to people. And now I don't know what to do. Big facts. I feel like that's more what I hear a lot. I don't want to, as, as I'm saying, I don't want to put everyone in the same bag because it may be completely different. But you hear a lot more of that rather than, and my friends don't like me. And it's like the, the struggle, the narrative of the struggle compared to I'm eating cereal with water because I don't <laughs> know where my next meal's coming from and I've got to feed. I my, laugh about that because it, yeah. it just seems more. And I've got to feed yeah. my three kids and work six jobs. Like that struggle is so different to the emo rap struggle. I don't even think you can compare them. Can we compare them? I feel like we should, and we're gonna try. Yeah. On that note, let's be out. Yep. So we'll be back at some point. Bigger, better, we're making friends. With the Jamie album. With the Jamie album, with AJ, who will listen to the Jamie album. By AJ force. might even come in with a do-rag by the time we've been <laughs> to this album. If AJ comes in with a do-rag, we have gone clear. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. <laughs>